Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, is, are you all uh, uh, free from uh, lockdown, or do, do they still have the uh, all the rules up in San Francisco? It's uh, it's kind of weird. San Francisco has been very militant. I actually just got kicked out of my place in San Francisco uh, two months ago, and uh, oh, moved oh. moved back to Berkeley, and then. Um, uh, but Berkeley's like, you know, Berkeley's like, oh, you know, you should wear a mask, uh, but we're not going to hold you accountable for it, <laughs> or uh, you shouldn't go outside. So, Very open-minded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's still a little bit, you know, as it, it is in Berkeley. And then uh, the podcast is actually we record in Oakland. Uh, that's why our name comes from. Uh, we are east of Lake Merritt. The uh, uh, late. late merit that figures. I yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, well, thank you, yeah. thank you. And by the way, uh, if, you, if there's any way you could get uh, when the time comes, uh, uh, you know, we we still make movies for the movie theaters and the communal watching. <laughs> so if uh, there's a theater uh, in your locale, we have a movie that we've just finished, and uh, they uh, they may be a, a, a window open for the independent movies, uh, since uh, Disney and the fuckers are taking all, all the PPP <laughs> money and not doing yeah. anything other than sticking in their pockets. We've been uh, you know, paying everybody in our company, and we have brand new movies to, uh, to show. And I could join you. I could come out to uh, Berkeley or Oakland or That'd Frisco, or yeah. I go to LA about once a month, so... <laughs> Yeah. If you can curate a show, if you could uh, create something in a theater or uh, anything, uh, I could get there. So keep that in mind. Yeah, actually, um, I'm, I'm a part of a, a film festival called Another Hole in the Head. And uh, you might have heard of us. Uh, we've been around for about 20 years. I've been working with them for five. And we've Great. been, uh, we have a, an amazing underground theater in the middle of Japantown. Uh, that is uh, th- THX certified also. <laughs> yeah. Well, terrific. It's a beautiful yeah. theater. Well, um, yeah. you should uh, show uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, have a double feature. Have Mutant Blast, a brand new movie, played uh, Lemley Cinemas just before COVID uh, made everybody go to jail. I know. And it uh, did very well. Yeah. It, it was held over in two theaters, and so maybe uh, you could run Kabuki Man in Japan town along with Mutant Blast. Yeah. Uh, brand new movie. I'm also intrigued by Shakespeare's Shitstorm as well, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That we're, uh, we've, we've, been, uh, we've uh, applied to uh, all the uh, film festivals that be yeah. rejected one by one by one. So once we've been rejected at everything, yeah. uh, then we'll uh, start with the movie theaters. Uh, <laughs> well, Mutant Blast is scheduled to play in New York. It was scheduled for April 4th, yeah. but uh, we'll have to obviously wait. But it's a good one. So that's the next one up is Mutant Blast. Awesome. And then uh, yeah. hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm. And then we've got uh, Heidi Moore's uh, Kill Dolly Kill, which is a uh, LGBTQ uh, kind of crazy horror musical, and uh, also another one by Mercedes McCambridge, who's in the middle of filming, uh, called The Divide and Conquer, a very feminist uh, movie, but uh, hot. So, uh, <laughs> you know, keep us in mind if there are if there's a need for independent cinema, for genuinely independent cinema, yeah, not for not for the 
baby food, politically correct, Fox Searchlight, and Sony Classics pre-strain movies, but the raw, independent, world-changing movies of the future from FOMA, <laughs> of course. And thank you again for thank you for listening to this bullshit. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely, uh, definitely, sir. Uh, none. Thank you for putting up uh, my little short film, Life Is Cheap. Couple years back as well, uh, oh, up on Soma now. Terrific. So, uh, oh, so we have a little Wonderful. little rapport there. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, have you actually heard about how um, uh, the the drive-in movie theater has become the box office right now? Um, uh, movies. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And, um, most of them uh, suck the dick of uh, the big uh, <laughs> Disney's and companies, so uh, they will last on their list. I'm oh. sure they'll want to play. Spider-Man um. Part 52 and, and that, um, you know, that wonderful new Star Wars uh, sequel to the sequel. Maybe they can get suicide. No. You know, maybe they can get the original Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, speaking of which, well, actually... That's what they'll be yeah. playing. They won't be playing anything particularly original. <laughs> you know, when they, they, when they used to play us... Uh, but I'm sure, you know, because the the majors didn't want to play in the drive-ins. Oh. But now that there's nothing else, I'm sure the drive-ins will be swamped with, uh, <laughs> with uh, you know, mainstream baby food. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a, maybe a movie by Martin Scorsese, a nice, boring, dark gangster movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't use uh, the one that's good. Uh, uh, buddies, good. What is it called? Goodfellas. They can't use that probably because it's uh, you know slightly politically incorrect. Uh, you know times have changed. We've all evolved. We don't want to go to uh, B two jail. Yeah. So they have some, that one. Some mob ties the too. That, they'll show the recent one that was so boring. But you know that's where it is. It's all in the hands of a small number of gatekeepers. And lucky for Troma. In our 47th year, we have a, a very active and a very dedicated fan base. Not a big one, but very active and very. They keep us going, and they make us look a lot bigger. Uh, you know, people think Troma's this big corporation. We have tiny little outfits in Queens, New York, but our fans uh, are all over the world. You know, and they work for us in France. Uh, in fact, uh, our fans in Paris had set up a counter can film festival a trauma uh, you know brown carpet all you know making fun of can film festival right before can and uh, they were going to have us uh, you know fly us over and have a big you know an anti can counter can occupy can kind of a festival in paris right before can but uh, that was not to be uh, God had different plans laissez-faire trauma <laughs> so yeah what's that oh is it laissez-faire trauma is that what it was called laissez-faire trauma it's a very good French vive le trauma vive le trauma chevalier coupe de ville so so we have a we've been running in our uh, our season of our podcast about threequels and we talk a lot about your uh, your movies, you have quite a bit of threequels, sequels, and other <laughs> continuations. Uh, Chris had a question though. Uh, sure, yeah. About so, this. So yeah, my my obvious question is: uh, Is there anything out there that you admire the the part three of the the franchise, or want to see an actual sequel be made? Like whether it stopped at part two or never went to part three? Is there anything that that comes to mind? Well, um, it's a good question. Doug Sackman, who uh, 
uh, started working for us when he was 16 years old and, and played uh, in uh, Citizen Toxie, which right. is the fourth Toxic Avenger movie, and I believe the most interesting and the most uh, uh, visionary. He uh, is now 40-something, has, a, has his own trauma in Philadelphia, and he's putting together uh, the sequel to Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. And uh, I believe that Kabuki Ma'am is going to figure into that project. <laughs> he's uh, trying to raise money now, and I think he's got some investors. And he, uh, you know, he plays. Uh, when we go to the Cannes Film Festival, uh, he played uh, Kabuki Man for many years, uh, uh, as we would uh, have street theater with Toxie, Kabuki Man, Trollance, oh, Killer Condom Man, all the good guys. <laughs> Not this year. Will there, this year. Will the uh, exploding car uh, be still in, involved in the sequel? <laughs> Uh, good question. Uh, that uh, depends on whether or not uh, I direct it. Uh, we'll see. It's up to the director. So yeah. uh, I'm scheduled to direct it if it gets made. But you know, they might want to get. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Martin Scorsese would like to make it dark <laughs> and boring. Four hours. Four hours. <laughs> you know, we, we used to we we uh, would mix our sound. We we do our sound mixes. Uh, you know, in the old days, you had, uh, you know, 24 or 30 tracks, on, and the sound was on 35 millimeter sound film. Wow. It all had to be synced up. And there was mixing studios were like lawyers, you know, 800 an hour or something ridiculous. But, and we'd go to, we'd get into the very good ones in the, at nighttime. There'd be young uh, sound mixers and sound designers who would, uh, you know, work cheaper uh, and they'd give us a better rate if we came in. At, at nighttime, and uh, and they were fans, but we still had to pay. It was pretty hefty, but much less than Scorsese had to pay. And and he was mixing one of his movies during the day, and wow. they would leave um, this pain. And I, I can, it's the finest. Uh, it's like a, it's got to be 150, 200 a bottle, and they'd kind of leave these half bottles and pastries, these beautiful French pastries and hors d'oeuvres. They would be sitting there, <laughs> and we'd come in after they'd leave. And uh, we'd have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd mix our, you know, we'd, we'd have the champagne and uh, the delicious uh, fancy pastries or whatever those things were. Finest craft well, services. We were, I, I think they were mixing Stuck on You or the first turn. You, right? I don't know. Oh, which wow. One. Yeah. So it was a while back. This is, this is definitely a king of comedy one. after hours, literally. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, yeah. this is what you have to do when you're an independent yeah. filmmaker. If you want, you know, you got you to gotta go where you can save money and stay, stay free. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting because uh, around that time, I, uh, well, a few years later, I, I was a young lad. Uh, in the video store, and I remember a uh, cover of a movie called The Toxic Avenger, The Last Temptation of Toxie 3. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And um, so I've always it kind of stuck with me. And then a few years after that, um, I was at the library and I saw a film that saw a book that uh, said uh, um, a little thing called How Did I Survive the Toxic Avenger and Other Things? And uh, it taught me uh, taught me a few things, I guess, in life, or maybe disturbed my mind. I was like ten years old when I read it. So, wow! So, oh, great. So, well, I believe I you you're that. referring to my first book, yeah. uh, which was, of course, uh, 
uh, written with uh, James Gunn. Oh, I don't know what happened to him later on. But, yeah, uh, who, where, who, who, James, James who? Very funny and uh, very uh, uh, inspirational. I don't think it, uh, you know, it's sort of a memoir. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's six other books I've written. Yeah, and uh, some the other ones are more about making movies. Mm-hmm. Make your own damn movie, mm-hmm. uh, direct your own damn movie, sell your own damn movie. I think that's the best one, and produce your own damn movie. And then there's some others. Yeah. So there's plenty more for you. <laughs> that's amazing that it was in the library. That's yeah, a, be a great library. <laughs> Yeah, it was right next to the uh, Truffaut Hitchcock uh, book. So, nice. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, Good. But, uh, yeah. So, um, but just I think it's just a uh, it's amazing your endurance for this, and then also just supporting you know film and especially the the films that are that most people are like I don't know if we should talk about that kind of thing you know yeah. out there and well, and I don't know I appreciate it yeah I just I just Thank you. it blew my mind or disturbed my mind I don't know which one <laughs> <laughs> well uh, we were way ahead of our, our time so we still are way ahead of yeah. our time we just don't get a, a lot of appreciation from the mainstream because we don't advertise mm-hmm. unless you pay a lot of money for advertising yeah. the New York Times will ignore you <laughs> as will the San Francisco Chronicle right. and the Berkeley bullshit or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, the free press. You've got to have PR people, and God forbid you should say anything slightly uh, controversial. You know, yeah. God forbid you. What did I just see on TV last night? Uh, Kramer, I got, you know, Kramer's. Oh yeah, Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> uh, Mad Money. He finally discovered that. Uh, the, that meat packing is filthy and animals are tortured and oh. and the uh, they fart and they're the sixth largest polluter in the uh, on the face of the globe and uh, he finally understands that maybe uh, vegetarian isn't such a bad idea uh, you know that Al Gore didn't say a word about it when he got his Oscar and Nobel Peace Prize he didn't he didn't have the nerve to mention that meat is uh, yeah. dangerous and one of the worst pollutants in the because he's Chicken, he's a chicken. He uh, he didn't see the Poltergeist movie. That's why CNBC finally uh, gets on the bandwagon now that uh, uh, you know Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers are all over the place. Yeah, that's why I'm bitter because uh, these uh, people. You know, they, they eclipse everybody else, but they do it when it's safe. They don't do it when, uh, you know, it's like smoking. The New York yeah. Times ran ads about how great doctors love cigarettes. They're very good for you. I... And, uh, to, and then they, once they saw where the wind was blowing, the New York Times joined the anti-smoking jihad. So, uh, <laughs> so worse than ever. And it's only you and, you know, a few of us who are trying to save the world to some extent. Yeah. I think more people need to see Poultry Geist. I think that's their uh, their main goal. Well, it's a good one. I agree. The poultry Geist, way ahead of its time. Anti-fast food before anybody was uh, anti-fast food. And uh, also animal rights. And uh, chickens, billions of chickens are killed. And billions of chicks uh, that are hatched are crushed to death because there are too many of them. I mean, it's, a, it's like the uh, Auschwitz. And, you know, they, yeah. they're not... Uh, they're not stupid. The chickens, they know what. And same with the, the farm animals. They, they 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 know what's going on. They're very smart. So um, you know that's the problem. We need uh, 
people like Troma. And unfortunately, there there are very. I don't think there are any independent studios that have any credibility that are left. You know, Lionsgate maybe, but they're not independent. Without, in fact, I think they're bankrupt. Oh. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, basically bankrupt. But uh, yeah. based on the movement of their stock, but they need the majors. You know, they do everything through the majors. Other than maybe they got some, they raise some money on their own, but yeah. they're not really independent. We're totally independent, and only thanks to you and our fans around the world do we still uh, still uh, exist. Yeah, I had a funny moment. Um, I used to live in Vienna, Austria, for uh, for a time. No kidding. And um, wow. it's a beautiful place. It's like uh, they say it's like Paris without the French, and. Um, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, the one time a, a buddy of mine knew I made these weird movies and, uh, he's like, have you ever seen this movie called Poultrygeist? And, and I was like, uh, no. And then we were actually at a, in the middle of a communist meeting <laughs> that I was invited wow. to. So, nice. so they were, they were quite disturbed by it, but quite inspired from that. So I wanted to <laughs> tell you that I've story. I've been uh, uh, there were a couple of film festivals. One I think is called, uh, I don't know, there's two or three of them, and I did a big master class there, too. There's a huge trauma fan base in Vienna, oddly yeah. enough. Uh, I've been there three or four times, which is, un, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, it's basically a Nazi country, isn't it? And uh, yet here they are, but it is. the Jew boy, uh, more, than, you know, more than once. So you, you really wonder about all this stuff. I got invited to Egypt once, uh, where they did a trauma retrospective, wow. and I never could figure out that one, uh, because it was like a children's festival, and, and they, were, they were showing uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, Citizen Toxie, and, uh, and worse, uh, you know, it was like a trauma retro. It was very weird. I think you but, uh, you inspired you the uprising, know? Lloyd. The uprising that happened uh, in 2010. <laughs> the, the uprising that's yeah. happening in my underwear right now. <laughs> lockdown, uh, the yeah. lockdown effects. <laughs> I know. Well, um, just. Just stay strong out there. Hope you and the, the missus. What were you doing? Yeah. What were you doing in Vienna? Um, I, I went there for love. So, oh, and uh, and then I, I kept going back. And then we're we're still Terrific. friends, but we're not oh, together better. anymore. So, good. Uh, well, nice. What a beautiful. You're right. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. And uh, Prague too is very very nice. Czechoslovakia. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Czech Republic. I'm sorry. Czech Republic. Prague is like being in a in a. a Grimm's fairy, you know, not Grimm's, but a beautiful fairy tale land. It's just sparkles. It's oh. beautiful. <laughs> and lots of young people, young people all over the place. Great uh, drinking holes, and, uh, you know, nicely designed and, and comfortable. And uh, they love trauma. And, uh, and uh, that's, I, I was, I, I, I could go at Christmas. It's like a winter wonderland. You can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the winter knock. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, uh, yeah, Lloyd, I mean, I just, uh, I definitely, we will be in contact with you on the, uh, film festival that I think we will, you would definitely have a home, home here for, uh, with us and, um, another Terrific. hole in the head and, uh, yeah, well, it's trauma's, trauma's 47th or 48th yeah. year, my 50th year. You could create some kind yeah. of a little retrospective and, uh, you know, we try to hope, you know, I'll try to put it on a time when I go to LA so that, uh, we can 
make it economical and yeah. just pop up to you guys. Yeah, we're, we're in December. We throw a few. What's that? We're, uh, the film festival's in December, so. Oh, perfect. Uh, which is right around my birthday, so you might <laughs> make my dream come birthday? true. <laughs> What's your birthday? Uh, December when 12th. Is, oh, mine's yeah. December 30. Yeah, there. <laughs> December thirtieth. Thirtieth. You're a cap. I'm a. I'm a Sagittarius. So yeah. <laughs> oh, terrific. Terrific. Um. But yeah. Uh. We do wonder about. Um. Uh, since we're doing threequels. Uh. Do you have any antidotes? You worked on the Rocky movies. Any antidote for Rocky Three at all? <laughs> no, I only worked on uh, one. I was uh, very important. Because they didn't, you know, we produced all the Philadelphia footage uh, because they didn't have the money to bring uh, Union crews to Philadelphia. So we used the Cry Uncle crew. John <laughs> Avelson, uh, who, who directed Rocky, had directed Cry Uncle, which is uh, on uh, Troma Now, our streaming service. Watch.troma.com. You should check it out. Uh, uh, the same crew from Cry Uncle. Uh, uh, Avelson used on the Philadelphia shoot mm -hmm. of uh, of Rocky, uh, which we uh, and we uh, synced up the dailies and all that stuff uh, in the trauma editing rooms. And uh, and when uh, Avelson got his Oscar, of course he uh, he thanked me, which was the last time I've been thanked for anything. Also, um, he uh, he uh, is uh, he died last year, and Avelson mm -hmm. is uh, is remembered. Uh, in uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, we dedicate the movie to him and uh, Stan Lee, with whom I was friends for 50 years. Both major, major influences, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, Neighbors uh, is a huge influence on my life. Uh, the, no the great, kidding. yeah, I love Neighbors that movie. With Belushi and oh, that yeah. yeah, I love that film so much. Isn't that something? <laughs> uh, it, it was not terribly successful. But oh no, it's a good one. It's a good one. No question. Everything Avelson did. Uh, was was really good, and uh, he had a, uh, some of them. He had problems with the actors, but other than that, and he got fired from two or three movies like yeah. Serpico and uh, oh, wow. the uh, uh, some other movie about the radio guy uh, Howard Stern and uh, and oh Saturday Night Fever. He and I, I was on that oh, with him, okay. wow. and then uh, he he got kicked off, and uh, they brought in John Badham who great director also so we got lucky there yeah uh, they wanted more Italian Americans on that on that set that's why <laughs> <laughs> Italian Americans helping Italian Americans that's uh, yeah. that's, that's the sequel or Viennese Viennese beauties oh yes Viennese <laughs> GFs um, well uh, by the way yeah. I'm, I was in uh, Avelson was directing part five they, he skipped two three and four yeah. mm -hmm. and then part five he was brought back to direct and of course I was brought back for my cameo I didn't work on the film but uh, 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 by that time they had billions of dollars so I was brought back for my cameo but then uh, Stallone according to Avelson cut me out yeah oh, oh that's Stallone <laughs> no he's a very good guy yeah. at, at least toward us oh that's uh, good we, just, we have another line of movies called Rowan R-O-A-N uh, these are classics and uh, we have one uh, 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 Harold Lloyd movie he, I'm sure you know who he was yeah. slapstick comedian and it's called Milk and Money it's about boxing it's a, a comedy about boxing mm. and um, and uh, we distribute it and um I got uh, um, Avelson suggested that I contact Stallone and put some of the uh, rehearsal footage for the fight. 
Stallone's uh, boxing fight uh, because we had all this uh, Super 8 film and uh, and Stallone uh, immediately gave me uh, uh, you know wings up or whatever you call it, thumbs up uh, so you can see it this uh, historic rehearsal footage a Super 8 film of Stallone and uh, uh, I can't remember his name you know, his opponent uh, working Hello. out the choreography like a ballet oh wow really interesting yeah. Wow, I have to check it out. Milk and also, Money. Hey, one other thing. Yeah. They came out with a big box of all the Rockies. Oh, yeah. And my home movies uh, are on there. I've not not the, all of them, but about a 10-minute behind-the-scenes piece that John G. Evans that I had shot uh, uh, home movies wow. while we were making the movie. And you see the steady cam being used for the first or second time and how we went it down the streets like a trauma movie. You can see that Rocky, in the, the Philadelphia part, was made like a trauma movie. It's really interesting. And Fox, I think Fox was the distributor of this uh, Blu-ray box uh, all the time. And uh, they heavily promoted my home movies. And then when I put them, then when Avelson and I put the uh, we, uh, this 10-minute, 12-minute, uh, little behind-the-scenes documentary up on our own uh, YouTube channels. We got the uh, takedown notices uh. from the 20th Century Fox. <laughs> oh, man. It's a beautiful yeah. business. I know. It's, Do you it's guys a... uh, go into movies? Do you want to make... Uh, is that your interest, to make movies, or more on the journalistic side? Uh, Chris, uh, I've always wanted to, uh, to do music for movies, and... Uh, you know, I, I wanted to be like a you know a director, cinematographer at one point, but uh, I got I was I, I'm also a drummer, so uh, the the music score stuff really got to me. So I, I'm I'm thinking about doing something like that. But you know, we we always try to do our our, our little movies here and there because uh, it's still it's still great. You know, it's, it's it's a great feeling when you get to see that play back and how it works and when things uh, just come together. Just you know. Just guerrilla yes. style, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> that's how I started doing it. We just picked yeah. it up and went with it, you know? And then, you know, <laughs> cut to now. That's, you know, that's kind uh, of what we're still we, we started in. the Trauma Dance Film Festival 20 years ago, and it was supposed to, originally, it was a poke in the eye to uh, Sundance because they were so rude and snotty when Trey Parker and yeah. Matt Stone and oh, I went yeah. there for Cannibal Musical. And we set up uh, Trauma Dance the next year. And But the thing that became the most interesting and the most uh, satisfying was just what you said, the joy of the filmmakers yeah. getting to see their movies with an audience uh, yeah. and how the audience enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, most filmmakers don't really get to see their movies in a crowded theater. And we right. were able to do that for 20. We're still doing it, <laughs> except it's moved to New York, Trauma Dance Film Festival. It's all free. You can, yeah. unlike Sundance, you don't have to pay to submit your movies. Oh, wow. uh, you don't have to pay to be a, go to enter your movie into a festival that's fixed. Trauma right. dances, uh, everything's free. You can see the movies for free, and, and no VIP policy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we're, we're organizing. It's all volunteer, obviously. Yeah, but, uh, right. You know, it's all Michael Hers when we got more successful. He and I uh, decided we try to see if we could uh, create uh, movies that were not uh, totally trauma based uh, right. know, get other filmmakers and give them a voice if we couldn't get them you know not go out of business 
You're still here because we have an eye for talent. And hey, by the way, have you seen the Tiger King or whatever? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Doc uh, Doc Antel, you know him? Yeah, him? yeah, Doc Antel, the the other uh, the other one uh, from the North guy, South well, Carolina. He, yeah. <laughs> he provided all the animals for Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. <laughs> and if you go to my uh, Instagram wow. at Lloyd Kaufman or my Twitter. Um, uh, Doug Sackman, uh, my former assistant, just put together a, a little uh, three or four minute piece where you see Doc Antel and uh, Tiger and Lion and Monkey. And, and he's in the film quite a bit in Kabuki Man, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Toward the end, there's a big climax with all these uh, giant the cats and things. And uh, he uh, and he's in uh, Kabuki Man uh, over and over, so you wow. can go and watch that. It's quite historic. So we've discovered James Gunn and Samuel Jackson and Eli Roth and, and uh, Oliver Stone and uh, Fergie, all sorts of people, and even Doc Antel way before anybody. But nobody, except for you guys, nobody gets his credit. <laughs> it's only fifty years. It's only been fifty years. There's nothing much to have to have a forty-seven-year-old. I guess it happens all the time. Yeah. Movie, the, movie studios, independent movies. They, there's nothing, you know. There's nothing unusual about it. A totally independent movie studio lasting fifty, uh, forty-seven years. No, Uncle you. Lloyd, you are the years. Uncle Lloyd um, <laughs> prevails. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, thank you also, you, uh, I forgot to say, uh, you introduced me to Kansas very briefly, uh, Kansas Bowling, um, a while back, and we, we we tried to make a little short film that was a total catastrophe, but I uh, recently recycled some of that footage and did a little weird essay doc on it. So. Great, I'd love to see uh, anything you've done that, yeah. send it to me, put it on my yeah. Twitter and I'll repost it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Tom's got my... Uh, you know, you can send it to Tom, my assistant. I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wonder. Uh, I recut a lot of her footage from a music video that she did when she was being shot at the same time, and oh, uh, great. she was great. She's it was great. my end of my uh, my production team was was all over the place on that one. So I was like, oh, uh, I guess we're canceled, boys. <laughs> Come on. Really, really, it's very hard. Yeah, um, so. it's not easy to. Uh, yeah. To do a, it's the hardest thing in the world, I think, to to make a movie of any sort. Yeah. Anybody who fin makes it one and actually finishes it, uh, yeah. Michael Hers and I have to give their total, give them total respect, uh, whoever they may be. It's uh, quite daunting, and yeah. especially uh, no matter what medium, it's still expensive and humiliating, and whatever. Yeah, I I thought it was. Uh, I, Oh, it was just funny to me because it was like. I have to. Yeah. Uh, oh, you have to go. Apologize, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I gotta get off. Gotta roll. I have a, yeah. a interview in about eight minutes. Yeah. And, uh, it's a Zoom thing, so. Oh go. yeah. Oh. Yeah, we we're we we're trying to get you on Zoom, but then we we're like, oh, let's just get you in the. We'll get in. We'll get in the hot car and listen to uh, talk for a little while. So. Nice. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much. And, thank um, you. Uh, um, just thinking about that, it's giving me, uh, making me very hard. So, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Uncle Lloyd. Thank you. Happy, happy hard note. And uh, yeah. uh, if you want to do it again sometime, uh, maybe in a few months, uh, you know, you've got Tom's email, or yeah. I'm on Twitter, and I answer all my uh, my my Instagram and Twitter myself. And, uh, cool. Uh, so Wonderful. you can get me there, or, or you yeah. know, if you want to promote. Uh, podcast definitely oh, yeah. We'll, yeah. Put, we'll put it on uh, trauma's uh, social and my social okay awesome that sounds great thank well you. good luck and thank you so much yeah 
And stay safe out there, Uncle Lloyd. And, uh... Bye, Elliot and Chris. You're the sons I... <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Take Thanks, care. Lloyd. Take bye, care. Bye. Bye. Well, that was, uh... That was, that was Uncle Lloyd. <laughs> Hope he's doing good out there. Um, Steve had to step away because the the goddamn Nazis took him away from us. <laughs> so we got to go save him now. They want us to be Nazis at work now. I know. I'm sick let's, of this shit. Let's get the last train out of Auschwitz right now. <laughs> so, wait, there was no last train. That was the last train. Um. Anyways, we're we're delirious right now. Uh, smoking and drinking coffee in a hot car in the middle of the day. But well, uh, uh, that was our yeah. big surprise uh, guest of the the season so far, and yep. uh, might have to sync this up with uh, Toxy Three. Oh, I know he's a, good, he's a good he's a good man. He's a great guy. Or uh, Rocky Five. Or Rocky Five. <laughs> though, even though he's not in it, <laughs> just a tribute. But uh, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Coffin, everybody from Trauma. From entertainment, uh, making childhood dreams come true everywhere. Yeah. And hard-ons everywhere, too. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, we're just really happy we got that uh, little clip for you guys, and hope you enjoy it. Well, this is Benji over here, Kid Glove Killer. Uh, also, check out another Hole in the Head Zoom presentations coming at you Saturday nights, Sunday nights as well. Anyways, thank you so much. This is Chris. See you Have a good night.